Y'all right? How's it going? So, I'm sure I'm not the only one wondering where the fuck the past few months have gone. It's like one minute it was March and now it's nearly Christmas and I can practically hear one playing already. <laughs> it's a weird time for everyone and I think that winter always is so being the least qualified and least asked for person to talk about it, I thought I'd talk about it. So let's talk about how winter's coming. Maybe it's just me, but I absolutely love Christmas. I love winter. I'm not built for the warmth. My white as a sheet of paper Irish skin doesn't permit any temperature over about 17 degrees, to be honest. So I'm quite happy for winter to be rolling around. However, not only has it been stressful any other year, but you factor in a pandemic and it starts to get considerably worse. <laughs> because in my mind, though, I'm someone who loves Christmas and loves winter. I'm also acutely aware of just that feeling that you get in the approach to Christmas. Where it's like you can practically feel all the money flying out your pocket and you just know January is going to last about 10 months. It's only made worse by the uncertainty of the situations at the minute because I don't think anyone knows really what the case will be for Christmas. And it's not really a good feeling to have, to be honest. Um... Because quite frankly, Christmas and New Year brings enough uncertainty as it is. And as I'm sitting here, they're talking about potentially bringing in a tier 3 lockdown for Liverpool currently, I think, is a definite. And for basically 90% of the North, we're not really sure yet. And it's just this immense frustration at just continual back and forth, like, going eat, go and put money back into the economy, go and see your friends, oh all the fucking young people have caused this, you shouldn't have been going out, right, now you can go out but it has to be with people from your household, oh but you can go out with people from outside your household, outside, no, now it has to be distanced and now you're not allowed to do this and now there's a 10pm curfew and I'm just sat there thinking, is a monkey with a typewriter just passing on their notes for shits and giggles? Honestly, it is the world's biggest clusterfuck. And what I don't get is, why is it the case that we're so far into a fucking pandemic and yet the messaging has become, if anything, worse? We are at a very critical point and it's funny to me because I would assume if anything... You will be wanting to crack down now rather than later because once it gets to Christmas, caution's out the window for everyone. 
Because if you genuinely think people are going to listen to the government if they say the guidance is to not mix households, well, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think anyone's going to listen. And, you know, for semi-good reason in that even as somebody who has for the in fact no for the majority stuck social distancing and whatnot when seeing friends why am i obligated to do that and yet not one not two not three not four over a handful of politicians have been caught breaking rules and not following the guidance that they are setting out for everyone else and yet all most of them can say is yeah i'm sorry now, if you've listened to most of the episodes, um, then I would say, yes, let's direct them to the one where I speak about accountability because there's a severe lack of it in this government. And honestly, I'm not going to trust somebody who couldn't pour water out of a boot with instructions on the bottom of it. So let's just say that's that's the that on that. And then when we factor in finances, it only gets even worse because all of the poor people who've been made redundant who are now completely unemployed and they're having to read about Boris Johnson saying he doesn't think he'll survive on his salary if he wants to get a nana for his son (sighs) do wonders ever cease it's like one of those moments where you think you know what I thought I couldn't hate anyone more than I already did and yet Trump's over there saying he's immune to coronavirus when there is no such research, not that anyone's surprised. And um, Boris Johnson's over there complaining about his salary in a country where how many people have been made unemployed and are now approaching the winter months in the knowledge that Christmas is going to be even harder this year. I think that's just the weird thing about when it rolls around to Christmas is that everyone tends to be in a better mood on the whole but I think there is always this kind of underlying feeling that everyone has once you probably get past the age of about 16, 18 maybe where you're starting to feel the burden of it a little bit more and it's kind of like right well I've got to start saving money aside for people's presents and then it's like right well I've also got to save money aside for inevitably all of the food and booze we're going to be having and then I've got to save it aside because you know New Year's Eve as well and for a lot of people who don't live with their immediate family you're gonna have to pay the cost of travel and stay over where you can it's just like fuck me Like, Christmas is one of the few times where you feel simultaneously like you're five and like you're 90 at the same time. And in all honesty, (laughs) I'm saying this as one of the people who still has the easy get around of saying, oh yeah, me and my sister got you this to my family. So, (laughs) I can only imagine what it feels like for all of the poor fuckers who have to buy all of the presents separately. (laughs) And from what people have kind of been telling me and from what I've seen... It's kind of insane the amount of people who seem to be experiencing moderate symptoms of anxiety, many for the first time, and that concerns me quite a lot because I know how manageable it was to me 
back when I first started dealing with the symptoms of anxiety and in my opinion the reason anxiety can be so hard to manage is because often your body reacts before your mind catches up and it often leaves you with this weird disequilibrium where you're like fuck what am I nervous about like one of the ways I'd describe it is walking around with the constant feeling that you've forgotten something <laughs> you know when you leave the house you pat your pockets down and you don't feel something Imagine that feeling amplified and more consistently throughout your life. And that's kind of scratching the surface of how visceral anxiety can be. And it's just like carrying around a backpack of just incessant bullshit. Anxiety is not a quiet disorder of the mind. It's a very cluttered one. And considering no one knows what the fuck's going on, it's hardly any wonder everyone's feeling fucking anxious, is it? I mean, Jesus. I'd like to think by this point that I'm an expert in my anxiety and it still finds a way to surprise me even now. I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, why have I got a feeling of imminent dread? It's like, well, it could just be my anxiety. <laughs> could also be the fact that we don't know what the fuck is going to go on in the next month. And <laughs> it's just absolute insanity. Like, can I, am I the only one that's going to acknowledge how bizarre this has all gotten? People are rushing out now. People have birthdays set for the end of October and November to get a night out in before inevitably another lockdown is brought in. Politicians like Nigel fucking Farage are complaining about Christmas being cancelled like he's five years old. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm sure you can find time between telling people to go back to their country other than your wife to, um, you know, somehow still make Christmas a reality Nigel and this is the same man who resigned at the end of a week and then at the beginning of the next one was back in his job again so good one Nigel really good it was world mental health day on Saturday the 10th of October and well funnily enough I didn't really see much about it this year online uh, usually there tends to be quite a few posts about it, but I just think everyone's too preoccupied with just trying to fucking get on with with what, whatever the hell it is that's going on. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could tell you, but I don't think anyone really knows what's going on, so good luck with that one. But the, there's obviously been a heightened awareness in recent years of mental health in general, but I think that a lot of people now are starting to get increasingly concerned about what the effect of the pandemic will be on mental health as a whole and I certainly have to agree because perhaps it would be easier if lockdown was a one and done situation as the politicians thought it would be I mean what is it they were saying back in March you know six weeks or something or 12 weeks and it'll be done type thing and for all of the people who've had to shield, I mean, that would have been what you would have been listening out for. Oh, it's only this amount of months and anyone with common sense can tell you isolation is just not good for anyone, like, at all. I mean, we all saw what happened to fucking Yoda when he was left on a planet to his own devices. Although, I'm pleading my case more for depression as opposed to just going batshit crazy. But that's also a possibility. 
And it's one of those things where I feel like no one ever acknowledges it, but it's the God's honest truth that people only start to give a shit about older people in the winter months when you see all those adverts saying, donate two quid a month so some old person's heating doesn't go off. Or, you know, think about your family near Christmas. And, you know, the Salvation Army's basically slagging everyone off in their adverts because we've abandoned the older generation. I mean, they've got a point to a degree, really, haven't they? And the pandemic has been proof that the government has abandoned them as well. So, yeah, it's the care home's fault. Honestly, if I express my genuine dislike for some of these politicians on this podcast, I'd be dragged out of my fucking house and arrested. And... You know, as great of a headline as that would make, it's not particularly something that I've got the time for right now. And if you hear a lot of doddering about, it's because yet again, there is construction work going on. Joy, oh fucking joy. But on the other hand, regarding Christmas and New Year, I would just like to emphasise that when the fireworks are going off on New Year's Eve coronavirus doesn't disappear the same way at 10pm it doesn't fuck off out of the pub or fuck into the pub I should say (laughs) honestly I'm starting to think the showrunners for Game of Thrones have written out the rule book for all of this pandemic it started off a little late but well intentioned and it's just slowly gotten to the point where literally everyone bar one person is going what the fuck is going on I mean, on a scale from 1 to the season 8 finale, I'd say it's about an 8 or a 9 by this point, depending on who you are. But if I have to see another politician has broken rules of self-isolation, and I also can't help the northern cynicism in me over the fact that if we're going by tier 3 lockdown standards, over 200 cities and towns would be put in a state of lockdown where essentially most of hospitality and gyms and stores will close and almost all of them are in the north. Now, for a pandemic that basically took root in London the fastest... I'm sure everyone can agree when they're saying, well, what the hell has happened here then? Why is it only the North that seems to be seeing this increase in cases? And then you remember that it's it might not be the fucking 80s, but the North is still... Oh God, I'm starting to sound... Just because I mentioned Game of Thrones doesn't mean we're in like... <laughs> Game of Thrones. So um, my point was just going to be that you look at places like... Manchester and Liverpool and Newcastle and these are commuting cities these are cities that people go to for their work and these are people who have been in offices since they were allowed to reopen far faster than most of the general public elsewhere and it also includes a lot of jobs that are not only essential workers but where people might be going in who may not feel that well purely just because they've not got the luxury of feeling able to take time off for something that they might assume is a general cold. And I think that to discount that as being selfish is selfish in of itself. 
so many people who feel really really scared right now are still going into work because they feel glad to still have a fucking job and (laughs) when I see all of these politicians on TV telling us you know we'll have to think about what's going on at Christmas we'll have to revise it we all have to work together where's the fucking together because I know I've been doing what I've technically been fucking told to do but are you are any of you If you're not fast-tracking testing for your family members or ignoring isolation rules or taking an eye test by driving up to fucking Barnard Castle, then you're being a prick on TV and telling all the young people it's their fault that the pandemic has gone to shit as opposed to being due to poor leadership from a man who could stand in a field and scare away birds. The only collective effort I want to hear about is the effort of people pushing people like Boris Johnson and Donald Trump out of office. That's the collective effort I want to hear about. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm gonna feel like I've forgotten actually about all the shit going on in America purely just because the second I heard Donald Trump had coronavirus I thought (laughs) I am surprised it took this fucking long. And no, I am not one of those people who will sit here saying come on come on because i don't have live laugh love on my wall and i've never posted just near my kids now xxx who knows though i don't know what the future holds so i'm not going to say that's never going to be me <laughs> and if that is me you better all come and say inbox me love and men aren't shit xxx obviously all spelt incorrectly more the way this year's turning out It's quite a fucking year, let me tell you. (laughs) When I think back to February of all the people who were going, nah, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just sat here thinking now, hmm, wonder if he's changed your mind. Knowing some of the people that said it, probably not. But winter is coming. And at least it's not looking as disastrous as the winter from Game of Thrones. But perhaps it might be in an entirely different way. (laughs) I hope that everybody's doing alright, because quite frankly, I am just at a point where I'm ready to just get in my bed and stay in it. (sighs) It's the morning when I'm recording for once, so I'd say if I seem like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, that's why, but I'm like that all times of day. At least you get the lovely sounds of the birds in the background. If only Boris Johnson were here to scare them away. Well, I hope that this episode was moderately entertaining to you. And I hope that you're planning political revolution in your time working from home or wherever you are. Lord only knows we need it. I'm planning on writing my manifesto imminently. Or am I? Who knows? We'll see. A lot of time. Manifestos were written in weirder conditions. <laughs> and it started pissing it down outside, so on that note, I'll say, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe. Don't be one of the knobheads who's rushing out in a massive crowd at 10pm. Be smart, go out drinking at 10am and come back way before 10pm. Because you're a responsible adult. <laughs> oh, just drink from home top tip have a good one <laughs>